So you get a balloon, you blow it up, then you cover it with a cavera. Then you make your own bow. And we used to call them tangos. Tango. Yeah. Speaking yeah, to have of that, that tango. <laughs> speaking of that, I have yeah. a, mm-hmm. talking about banana fibers. So I have my soccer exactly, ball. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have my soccer balls. For those of yes, you who are watching us yes. on, on YouTube, I keep this and I showed it. I had a episode that I did with one of my friends from Liberia. So I was mm. explaining to him how we made these soccer balls. So you talked about banana fibers, and this is what yeah. we used to do. So Mujebale, Mujebale, Mujebale. My name is Bane Kibuka and welcome to another episode of the Ugandan Ball Talk Show. Welcome once again to the Ugandan Boy Talk Show for another episode uh, with your boy, Bane Kibuka. And I've always told you that on my podcast, I like to bring different people from different places to just share about uh, their stories. And in these stories, we're going to learn, we'll learn about them and just to enjoy because I love stories. And today I have a special guest on my podcast. I've been waiting to host this guy. I just uh, met him through social media. Thank God for social media. Um, But today's guest is called none other than Tata Musa, but he'll tell us his original name. So Tata Musa, welcome to the show. Thank you for hosting me. (laughs) (laughs) So how how did you get the name Tata Musa? my son is called Musa. Okay. Um, uh, when we started Tales from Uganda, I wanted to come up with a, with a simple name, and mm-hmm. my name was long, so I decided I'll, I'll be Tata Musa. <laughs> People make fun of me because uh, the living in the United States has affected yeah. my pronunciation yeah. of some words, and it's yeah. not something I'm making myself to, to do. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. because of where I live and how... I'm trying to adapt the language because of the people you are. So I tend to pronounce my last name. So some people are like, it's Kibuka. Mm-hmm. But like when I'm talking, I say Kibuka because that's what all the people here call me. So that has created some problems with uh, people back home and thinking like, yes. oh, I'm jumping onto the American culture. But yeah. yeah, I'm thankful to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, so where are you catching this uh, recording from? Um, I'm currently uh, in the UK, uh, okay. in my house right now. And that's where we are doing the podcast from. Okay, that's, that's yeah. nice. Uh, how is the family doing? How are the little ones? Our family is good. Uh, the little ones have just gone to bed now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's past their time. Yeah. So they have to be in bed, yeah. I would say I, I've followed you on social media, like... Uh, yeah your family and you great people and i love the kids they're always fun to look at uh having around and learning and teaching and we'll talk about that a little more but um i believe it's like 8 p.m over there how was how was your day today yeah the day was good uh, i actually went to work today and okay. i had to come back uh, get ready for this mm-hmm. show um and of course yeah it's been a good day good weekend and that's it as you've said so yeah <laughs> that is good uh i'm yeah. thankful I, I like to thank people a lot so you'll you'll hear me talking thank you thank you thank you but thank yeah. you for scheduling this time to just talk thank you for having me um you grew up in uganda where in uganda are you from um 
I would say I'm from everywhere. Okay. <laughs> so um, I was born in Masindi, uh, but then I left Masindi was when I was at the age of uh, five. We moved to Jinja. So I've spent most of my childhood in Jinja. Okay. So I've grown up in Jinja. Oh, nice. I, yes. I love Jinja. Jinja is one of my favorite places in Uganda, actually. Yeah, like it's a nice place. I just took my wife to the River Nile this April. Yeah, we went back to Uganda in April. So we oh, went wow. and visited uh, River Nile. We have some pictures we posted. So uh, did you enjoy it? Yeah. So I forgot uh, to, to tell you, Assalamu alaikum. Oh, I lived in a, a Muslim community. I grew up. I have a bunch of friends that are Muslim. Um, my family, the, my house is located in a Muslim community. I'm not Muslim, but I have a lot of friends from that. Um, I love them to death. Um, so you are, are you a Muganda? Yes. Um, you know, as uh, culture works back from you always go with your dad's side. Mm -hmm. So my dad is a Muganda, my mom is a Munyoro. So I'm a Muganda. Okay. That's how it is, yeah. Where did you Nedira na Mungona. Na Mungona. Ni musajja wa mamba. So I'm going to say, also what time is Mungona Muganda? Muganda, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, <laughs> okay. I, th I think that's how I am too. Uh, I, I can only speak, I think, yeah. two or one of my grandparents and then my dad and mom. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I thought I thought you do. Um, so how it's was your... It's really complicated, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, it's really complicated when you go into like the grandfather of your grandfather of yeah. your grandfather and then bring it back to your parents. I can't remember <laughs> all those, so... I can't lie. I can't saw a tumbling on Uganda. So too much hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how was your life uh, growing up in Uganda? Um, basically, life in Uganda uh, is nice. It's not like Zarius. It's nice that you have a family, and even uh, the community is another part of family. So life wasn't easy and wasn't hard, but we managed to grow up. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's, that's what I like to tell people like uh, yeah. life life wasn't easy but it was always fun like to think yeah, what about was, was, it was always fun like we weren't the richest family but when you yeah. remember your life growing up it was just always fun um speaking yeah. of that what are some of your favorite uh childhood memories that you remember when you're growing up in Uganda um I remember by then um there was no smartphones, there was no smart TVs. Uh, before technology really, you know, took over the world. So we used to play football, but these kind of balls that we used to play with, they were made from banana fibers. Uh -huh. So you get a balloon, you blow it up, then you cover it with a cavera. Then you make your own ball. And we used to call them tangos. Tango. Yeah. Speaking yeah, to have of that, that tango. <laughs> speaking of that, I have yeah. a... Yeah. talking about banana fibers so i have my soccer exactly, ball, yeah. that's the ball. <laughs> i have i have my soccer balls for those of yes, you who are watching yes. us on, on youtube i keep this and i showed it i had a episode that i did with one of my friends from liberia so i was mm. explaining to him how we made these soccer balls so you talked about banana yeah. fibers and this is what yeah. we used to do so 
when I went to Uganda, I saw this. I was like, I'm gonna buy it, and then I'll yes. put it in my office. So every time I look at it, it reminds me of my childhood. So I can relate when you talk about uh, playing banana fiber as a soccer ball. Yes, those balls were really precious to us, really, yeah. really, because then the other balls, which were the super tennis, were really expensive, three thousand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't just afford that to buy one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I tell people, I'm like 3,000, like in the United States, it's like one dollar. But we couldn't, dollar, afford, yeah. we couldn't afford that to buy a soccer ball. So we would, that's how we became creative to do that. Yes. And people who know my story have been sharing about how I lived a life where we wanted to play soccer, but we didn't have money. And this mm. is what uh, we do. So. I remember that very well. And that, those are some of my childhood memories too. But yes, what, and, mm -hmm, go ahead. And, and as well, we, 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 we didn't only do uh, make balls. We used to do kites and uh, uh, barbed wire cars, you know, such fun things. And it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, we never missed a thing. We, we, we felt like we are, you know, going with trend, mm -hmm. you know. And so then, it was always amazing. You remember, like, I don't think I, we had, when I was growing up, at least, we, we didn't mm -hmm. have, like, toys, you know, where parents go mm -hmm. and buy you these big toys and now ki kids these days have, you know. But no. we need to make a motokaza wire. Like, mm -hmm. you make, like, a wire and then with a stick and then you make wire a toy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are always, like, my favorite memories. So, so where did you go to high school in Uganda? Or um, life? My school life. Um, when I first came to uh, Ginger, that was uh, 2000, I went to a primary school which was called Kadabo Memorial. Then from the uh, primary school, I went uh, to a secondary school. It was a new school uh -huh. and uh, it was called Busoga Light College. Okay. Then from there, I, I changed schools, uh, high schools twice. Then I went to St. Peter's. That's where I finished my senior six from. Uh -huh. Yeah. Did you ever go to university or not? Yes, I went to university. Um, I went to Kampala University mm -hmm. uh, for my social work. Uh, there's a school. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to go to Kila College Boutique mm. after my piece. I don't know if you know that. Is it? I think that's in Ginger, right? It's yeah, a boys it's school. on the hill. Yeah. So I was supposed yeah. to go attend that high school, but I never did. Uh, but that's, it was that's, a fancy yeah <laughs> that, was the first time, that was the first time i was gonna go to a boys school killer college boutique so when we were talking about memories and uh childhood memories there's one memory that i really enjoyed when i was young and i was going to yeah. share with you because it's something that i think you're associated with right now but one yeah. of my favorite memories was sitting down with our grandparents and telling us stories for yes. the Wakaima, Newango, even at school. Newango. <laughs> like, did you ever experience that? Of course. And that's why I came up with this idea of telling stories. Because I remember uh, when part of my, I, I think a big part of my childhood was being told stories. And uh, this was a way of communicating, like teaching morals and teaching history. So... Um, whenever we would finish having dinner, we would sit outside mm -hmm. because then in most cases in the village, it's, you know, sometimes full moon and it's really light and bright. So they would tell us stories and, you know, surprisingly, like most of the stories they told us, I yeah. still remember. Mm. 
I still remember. And they were fun. Yeah. You know, always be like, oh, it's dinner time. It's dinner time. We need stories. We want stories. And they'll tell us stories. So <laughs> One of my favorites is like, it's like these are memories I have in my head. Like we would sit down on a fire and mm. we'll start telling you stories of like, yes. that was a precious moment. Like I look back and that's one thing I adore mm. in uh, my childhood to just spending time with people talking about those stories well kaima now go so i believe that's the that's how you've started this um i don't know if you call it an organization or a company yeah. of tales from uganda is that yes yes that's right yes <clears throat> and um uh basically uh, starting up uh with tales from uganda um me growing up from back home, uh, we didn't have much like I like. We didn't have like a luxurious life having a TV in the house that would be watching like uh, Disney movies or fairy tale movies. So our parents and our grandparents used to tell us stories, and that's that's the life we grew up, you know. Yeah. From so uh, having kids here, I, I feel like uh, my children have to have a part of the life that I grew up. Uh-huh. from so I, that's why i started telling stories and i try as well telling these stories to my children i know they might not understand them but you know uh-huh. right now but within time um maybe they'll start picking up yeah i gotta say actually i had it down on my notes like my wife when she mm. she she saw your guys instagram i was like funny this is really cool. Like these guys are doing <laughs> stories from Uganda because she's been telling me, you're yeah. going to teach our kids Luganda. We don't have any kids yet, but yeah. eventually when we get kids, you got to teach our kids Luganda because yes. having kids in the America, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be tricky, but you have yeah. to teach them the Luganda. So when I found, I really like your guys' um, mm-hmm. books or YouTube videos that you do or whatever you do to keep the language for these kids and I'm yeah. a big fan of what you do. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to, to come on this show. Um, oh, thank you. For the listeners, I want you to tell them like what you do and your Instagram or your social media platforms at this point, because mm-hmm. I don't want them to miss it out before I continue with all the other questions I have for you. Okay. Um, first of all, um, I would first tell you that... Um, uh, we are fundraising uh, to gift uh, books to Ugandan children, uh, diverse books, uh, because uh, as from experience growing up as a, as a kid in Uganda, uh, the books we had, they were really old school books, um, not easy to understand, um, even not diverse. So we are having a fundraiser to gift books to Ugandan children. We are working with uh, different uh, organizations and charities uh, through which we'll, 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 we'll see how to, uh, to donate these books or to gift these books. Okay. Um, of course, we have uh, our social media platforms. We have uh, Twitter, we have uh, YouTube, we have Instagram and Facebook. Uh-huh. And um, at the moment, well, we post stories. We try, at the moment right now, we have a lot of our work that we are working behind the scenes at the moment. 
And um, recently we just uh, translated um, the bear hunt story, okay. which had uh, a really a positive outcome. Uh, people really enjoyed it. And we are working on more and more stories and more translated stories. I don't nice. know if I've satisfied the point yeah, yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was clearing my throat a little bit. But yeah, I, I think in one of your posts or somewhere, you mentioned that your wife actually designs the or draws the pictures of the stuff that you have the illustrations. Yes. Yeah, she assists uh, with learning resources. Okay. Um, so because she's a qualified teacher, Okay. So sometimes she assists with the learning resources oh. that we post on our social media platforms. Nice. Uh, so what are some of the achievements? I don't know how long you've been doing this, but like, what are some of the achievements that you've achieved or things you've benefited ever since you decided to do something like this? <clears throat> um, I got the opportunity uh, to participate in the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, in, in the borough that I used to live in here, but then I just moved. So um, I told stories and then the background of stories, why, why, I called, why they are called folk tales. So I had to go into uh, details. And I feel like at the moment, um, a lot of people, a lot of our subscribers and followers, there are lots of things that they didn't know yeah. about culture uh -huh. and there are a lot of people who have grown up they have grown up in uganda but they've never had a single story uh -huh. in their lives so tell us from uganda because we reach out to a big a big number of people it's actually helpful it, it it gives them hope that you know they're learning different ways how culture used to be by then uh -huh. um, so i feel like that's a positive impact i'm, I'm putting to the society as well yeah, I, th I think so too, because I was going to say, I was going to even tell the listeners, like if you are there and listening to this podcast right now, like if you've not checked out what these guys do, me, myself, like when I, I saw your your work, it just brought back my memories back from home and sitting down, listening mm -hmm. to those stories that you tell, like it's something that yeah. like some of people right now, they've missed that time we we're talking about where you'd sit with grandparents and listen mm -hmm. to these stories, but like you can have the same experience from what mm -hmm. you're doing and we can it can benefit to us because like you said some of the people who grew up in uganda or who have not they've mm -hmm. not had an opportunity to listen to these stories and you are bringing these stories back to yeah, life yeah. in our generation um, and and for free <laughs> and for free yeah i forgot yeah. to say that so it's at this yeah. very moment i want you to you can even pause this video and just go yeah. on youtube to, yeah. uh type tells from uganda or their Instagram. I'm going to have all this in my description where you can find um, the resources for that. Uh, but yeah, you, you've you mentioned um, something. You've talked about telling the stories. Yeah, I was going to ask you a question. You said you're telling stories of the Black Lives Matter. Um, mm -hmm. Were you telling these stories in Luganda or in English? Like how were you doing? Because I know you're in the UK. Yeah. So um, yes, um, the platform I had that day was uh, UK platform. Of course, they don't know Uganda. So I had to translate these stories into English. Mm -hmm. And I was telling the stories in English. It's sometimes it's a challenge. It's complicated yeah, it because stories from back home, we have some words in Uganda that they're not in English. Mm -hmm. And you, you find a way of explaining them and they're really impossible. 
So yes, but they they, they enjoyed them. They really yeah. enjoyed them, and um, and I, I hope in the future I could I will organize maybe something similar mm-hmm. uh, to my fans and listeners of tales from Uganda um, in the UK maybe or yeah whatever yeah. Yeah, that's that's. I was gonna say that's the same thing. Like I, I tell my wife. My wife is American, and uh, mm. she's white. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that, but like, she, <laughs> so she's from America, and yeah. she wants to learn Luganda. So she's trying yeah. to find a better way for me to teach her. And yeah. when she found your guys' resource, she was like, "Oh yeah, this will help me because it translates to Luganda in some of it still Luganda and English." Yes. But she would ask me words. In, so how do you say this in Luganda? Yes. I'm like, huh? What do? You, what would you say that word? Like we don't have that word. Like <laughs> we, we don't, don't have, have it. Yeah. And like she's like, how don't you have a word in Luganda? Like yeah. oh, maybe we do, but like it didn't get to our generation. Like you know that love. Yes. So like it got lost somewhere. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, there, there has been existence of new English words uh-huh. that we never had. Technology has brought a lot of things in existence that we never had in our local language. So we have to improvise. How? By calling them the English name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that's definitely because that's the only way you can. Yeah. When when I'm even when she goes to Uganda, then she would pick up the English words that people mix in the Luganda, then she can connect with that. But like I know when we do things in life, there's always achievements and there are some challenges are there some challenges that you've experienced while doing this um yeah of course so uh, we've had um we've had some challenges um uh, and one of the challenge i would say um is time mm-hmm. one of the challenges is time time to record these videos time to come up uh with a with better better uh understandable uh words because um most of my stories i i want to to translate them from luganda to english mm-hmm. so sometimes that takes time and uh, another challenge is sometimes sometimes it's before it was the equipments as well yeah uh, yeah like recording equipments good camera lighting stuff like that because uh, sometimes the weather here is changes all the time. Sometimes one day you're in summer, another another day you, <laughs> so you, you in the US. <laughs> It's really dark. So <clears throat> yeah, but uh, we are trying to manage. We are trying mm-hmm. to manage step by step. Yeah. So I mean, I understand because I can relate to some of the things you're just mm-hmm. talking about. When I was choosing to start my podcast, and mm-hmm. I, I do this for free, I don't get paid mm-hmm. for it. Um, yeah. it's something I love I love listening mm-hmm. to a story like hosting people like you and p- reaching these stories to people out there so people can get this information mm-hmm. so like I'm a, like a middleman to transport information yes. but like the same challenges yeah like you can you have to buy these things for yourself to make yeah. sure you do good work and uh, definitely relate so mm-hmm. you um, on the topic of challenges you know, you've just mentioned I don't know if you if if you're not fine with talking about this you can we can just let it go but um, you talked about (laughs) serving with the black lives matter and being a part of that and i noticed you put up a notice on your social media handles about the negative comments about black lives matter 
and how yes. that how has that affected you and your life and your family uh well uh this is the other thing <clears throat> i believe uh racist uh, racism exists and it's always going to be part of uh the world mm -hmm. it's going to be part it's, it's always it's always going to be there you can't stop it however you can just choose uh not to uh uh, promote it or entertain it. So we've had a lot of uh, negative uh, comments because of the video we posted of Musa saying Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. uh, however, that has uh, that uh, hasn't uh, put us off from uh, doing what we do best, uh, which is uh, uh, producing stories, uh, um, uh, educative material, and so on. Mm -hmm. I was I was actually gonna. I had a question in, in here to ask you later about the racism mm -hmm. and how you dealt with it. Because myself, yeah. I'm like married to a white lady who is in the United States, and I know yeah. you're married to a white lady in the UK. Yeah. Um, how how was the, how is that for you? Um, like, how is life for you being a Ugandan guy or a Ugandan black guy married to a white lady in the UK? Do you guys experience? How was? I don't even know how to ask it, but like mm -hmm. how. Is it how do you, how is it for you guys over there? Um, I mean, life is always complicated when uh, you marry someone from a different culture, a different life setting. Uh, life can get sometimes complicated. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, my work colleagues for at least two years, they knew I was married, but they assumed my wife was black. <laughs> That's why they assumed. Mm -hmm. And then um, one day, I, when my wife gave birth to Musa, uh, I told my wife, actually, my colleagues want to meet you. And I mean, they were kind of shocked, you know, yeah. like, oh, <laughs> your wife is, is actually white. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, they were, uh, yeah, they were shocked. <clears throat> but again, um, it's also to do with, uh, I think, culture and, you know, everything, yeah. because... And I don't, I don't know if I should say this, um, like, like um, now uh, my, my children are mixed race. Uh, in the UK, they'll be always called mixed race. So they're like black kids, isn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. And when we go back to Uganda, they'll call them Muzungu. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they, they, they're just like this, you know? <laughs> so as if, as if they, they don't fit, they're like in their own land. Right. You know, in Uganda, they think they're Mzungu here. They say, okay, they're mixed race, they're black. Mm -hmm. So it's always, you know. Yeah. It's a, a really, really um, how, <laughs> weird and complex, you know. How did your family back in Uganda feel about it? Like, were they hesitant about it or they were just okay with it? Uh, my family, um, me growing up, my dad I used was a night watchman and uh, he used to work uh, for uh, some um, European guy. So we used to go there sometimes on weekends to watch movies. So I came up, uh, I came up from a setting of uh, being familiar with white people and my family uh, being like you know, near white people. And uh, when, I, when I started growing up, uh, when I was like in se senior three, something like that, uh, then I was also, I got involved with uh, a different charity. Uh, of course, we received a lot of volunteers from different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I've been 
from where I've grown up, there has been a lot of uh, different people from different right. cultures and race. So that ma- that makes it easy for your family to understand. Yes, I, I think it's the same thing to me. Like um, yeah. my, we had a lot of like missionaries come to Uganda, and my dad was yeah. associated with them, and my dad had yeah. been to the United States. So I think it was easy for them to understand. Yeah. And my parents know yeah. me, and they <clears throat> or my dad always asks you like, "Hey, what do you want to do? Is is it right yeah. for you?" Once he knows, like, and we have that relationship with them where they understand and they're well mm. educated and they know like life. But yeah, I, I thought I would ask you about that. But um, yeah. the funny thing is, um, <laughs> when I was young, mm-hmm. my dad used to work for um, European people, and I thought he spoke really good English by yeah. then when I was young. But then when we when we grow up, and I took my wife by then when she was my girlfriend. Then I realized he was struggling to speak. <laughs> then, <laughs> then I was like, how did you used to speak to your bosses? I remember you used to speak to your bosses. <laughs> that's, that's the same thing with my dad. I, so my dad used to speak this English when the, the Mazungu come to Uganda. I'm like, yeah, yeah, address them, take them here, take them there. And I go back to Uganda and then you start, you start stammering. I'm like, I, I thought you, and my dad doesn't like to admit that he's struggling. Yeah. I speak very good English, but yeah. I can relate to that. <laughs> but yeah, um, I really like what you do and what you've mm. stepped into because you are helping a lot of, you don't even know. Like I'm just telling you, for us, like when we have our kids, those are the materials we're going to look up to. Actually, my wife just followed your guys page your youtube and she's like yeah i'm gonna save this oh, video. that's nice because one nice. time she was on youtube and she was trying to find like stories kids stories for you guys because yes. she wants to like find those and make sure she has the resource mm. and she was happy when she saw that so it's you're doing a very big thing it's not yeah. like it's gonna help a lot of people and this is something that's helping the whole world like people like us and people who want to travel in in any way people who want to learn another language so i want to appreciate you for what you're doing yeah, thank you um what you're doing a great job as well <laughs> thank yeah. you very much yeah. uh so what has been your life lesson like in life you've gone through a lot of things you've been to a lot <coughs> of places but what's one thing you can pick out like this has been my life lesson i've learned this yeah. from the life it's always be, uh, nice to be humble, honest, and reliable person, because um, I've I've got a lot a lot of chances growing up because of my character of being um, a respectful young man and humble. Uh, because um, where where I grew up from, if if you don't have those qualities of what the society expects. You to, you you to have as a child, then you find it you find life difficult. Yeah. So through that, I've I've had lots of opportunities. I've had um, uh, people paying for my my tuition. I've had people supporting me in different situations, you know, life situations. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, I would say being humble and honest person is really good, important. I'm glad you shared that because that mm-hmm. just made me remember myself mm-hmm. and the what i have in my head like where i come from you have to be mm-hmm. humble and mm-hmm. so when i came to the united states people mm-hmm. helped me like my family is mm-hmm. back in uganda my dad mom brother they're all back in uganda i moved mm-hmm. here 
and started my own life, went to school. My parents couldn't afford to pay me for school. And I share about this in my first uh, three episodes. So if people are listening yeah. and want to know the details of that, you can go back and watch that. But people paid for my tuition without even my parents paying, but just being humble. So in whatever you do in life, be humble and be willing to, to learn and hardworking. I almost forgot one question I wanted to ask you. So are you a Muslim now? So I'm a Muslim, but I'm not a practical Muslim. That's the mm -hmm. thing. So uh, when I was in Uganda, I was more practical. Mm -hmm. But when I came here, I find it difficult to, mm -hmm. you know, work, family, go for prayers. Or mm -hmm. Even the fasting is here. He is ridiculous. People fast until 10 p.m. because it's right. in summer. Mm -hmm. Those are long hours <laughs> yeah. of not eating. Because I was going <laughs> to ask you a question like, uh, is it hard to live as a Muslim in the UK or like, how is for it? me it's not hard okay. because i'm a flexible i'm, I'm not like practical practical mm -hmm. however there's a lot of muslim uh, community in, in the uk because when it's whenever it's friday you see a lot of people going for prayers and coming back from prayers yeah okay uh, that's nice <clears throat> so what can what message would you send out to the kids and parents back in Uganda because um on one of your posts you mentioned like you were and you just said you're fundraising to raise yeah. money for yeah. the kids in Uganda so what kind of message are you sending say, to the kids to the parents back in Uganda whose schools have been locked down for like yeah. two years I, I, the message I would send to the parents in Uganda I would uh, just say let's go back to our roots Let's tell stories. I mean, let's educate kids the, the way they got it. I mean, not not like most of our parents went to school. Uh, my dad went to, I mean, school, but not like finished up to that. I think he went up to like primary seven. Mm -hmm. And most of his knowledge he has today is because he was taught by his dad and other elders. So let's teach what we can. Don't, don't be reluctant because the schools are shut and be like, oh, I don't know what to teach my kids. No, what you know is what you teach. Uh -huh. What you don't know, don't teach it. You teach what you know. And every single piece of advice you give to your kid will help them. Right. Yeah, and I feel like kids are not going to learn everything from school, like even when they go no. to school. There are some things, best things of life that parents mm -hmm. can teach these kids while they're, they're not going to school. And there are some basic things that we study in school that you can teach the kids, like the alphabets, the numbers, mm -hmm. the additions, the subtractions. So like what you just said, like what mm -hmm. you can teach these kids and then impact them with other information that they won't get at school, like life mm -hmm. skills. Life skills. At school, they Morals. don't teach life school. Yeah, like teach them that. <clears throat> but even when they don't get a chance to do that, they at least learn something. So it's not a waste of time. So I like that you mentioned that. Um, and we're coming almost close to the end of this uh, episode or podcast. But I want to ask you, what gets you excited about life? I mean, uh, what gets me excited about life is um, um, I have uh, a family to look after. Um, I never, I never, I never for once never even thought that I would have a family for myself, you know, mm -hmm. have children, yeah. <laughs> which, which I have now, I have two yeah. kids, 
when I first heard Musa, I didn't believe it. I was like, oh, am, am I dead? Am I dead? Because I physically look young. You know, people yeah. say, you, you look, really look young. And they sometimes they don't believe that I have two kids. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited that I have a family. And as well, I want um, to see how tales from Uganda can go because we want to reach out to every single being that uh, could be interested in knowing culture and maybe learning a thing, a few things from different right. maybe, you know, setting, life setting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I want to thank you for that. And like I said, nothing beats family, like family. Yeah, God, God has blessed you with that and kids to look after, to take care of. So when you gather opportunity to take care of them so that like that would get me excited about life too and i can't yeah. wait to get to the point and to go back to the point you just said i get that a lot in the u.s when people look at me because i just turned 29 and people oh, wow. look at me and they're like you look 18 you look 18 and i'm like we didn't think you're like i'm gonna yes, be I'm, I'm actually 29 as well and um I work with young people, yeah. but because the young people I work with, um, they're like 17, 18, up to like the age of 21. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they look at me like, um, are you 18? Are you 19? Are you 20? <laughs> but then they can't believe that I'm, I'm, I'm working with them. I'm supporting them in life, uh, right. you know? So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not your age, man. I I'm quite older. I played yeah. soccer, like uh, if you notice my jersey up there, and I played yeah. in college. But all the kids I played with were like 17, 18, 20. Mm. And here yeah. I was, 26, trying mm. to run with these kids on the field. I'm like <laughs> 27, I'm just running. And the kids call me grandpa. So we played... <laughs> so we played soccer, and the kids would say, give it to grandpa, give it to grandpa. But anyway, I, I want to thank you for uh, sacrificing the time or giving us this time to just sit here yeah. and talk to us. But I was going to ask you a question. And yeah. who would you want to see next on our talk show, on our podcast? And you should be able to help us get this person. It could be anyone, anybody you know that might be interested in uh, being on the podcast. Oh, um, the next person is a friend of mine. <laughs> He's a friend of mine. I don't know if uh, you have fun. I don't know what your hobbies could be, but um, my other passion is uh, bodybuilding. Okay. So I have a friend of mine uh, who does bodybuilding uh, in Uganda. He, he was uh, three times Mr. Uganda, hmm. but at the moment he's not in Uganda. He's living in UAE. Okay. And he's called, uh, he's called Isaac Mubikiwa. I don't know if you'll be I think I'll I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can I can I can talk to him and I give you him like your details and vice okay. versa. Yeah, I think he would have a good story to tell. Yeah, yeah. We uh, love stories. Yeah. That'll that'll be definitely amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you could help us connect to him, that'll yeah. be interesting. That'll be amazing. So without taking a lot of your time, I know it's already night and I don't want the wife to start asking where did my husband go? <laughs> but, okay. Thank you for uh, giving us this time and talking to us. I'm sure people will love to listen to uh, what you do and reminding them to go check you out and check all the things you do. I'll put the information in my description so people can check out whatever work you do. 
Uh, thank you for hosting me. All right. Yeah. Hey there, I am Bunny Kibuka, the host of the Uganda Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching my video. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend. Tune in every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time for a new episode of the platform. And for more information about this podcast, follow me on my Instagram page, talk underscore show underscore 256.